Alright, here it is. I'm really glad that you invited me to your fall vacation cabin. Hey, can I borrow this book? Necronomicon Ex Mortis. It summons... It summons demons. Maybe this is how we'll get our sponsors. Give me that. Why would you open the skin book? Do you have any idea how bad that could have been? And do you have any idea how bad we need sponsors right now? Yeah. Yeah, Nick, I do. Okay, but I'm not conjuring up demons to... Oh no. What was that? I, I thought it was over. You did it! God damn it, you brought something here! Whoa! Who's she? Stay back! I've read about this demon. She'll use your deepest desires again. Why are you walking over to her? I just want to see what she's all about, man. Chill. She hasn't even said anything yet. Nick, I know what you want more than anything else in the world. Is that... Craft Demma? Nick, stop. And sponsors beyond your wildest dreams. Oh, hey. I'm Tim. I'm here with Corthub, where the, uh... Sand! Where you can slob on, on my cub. What? <laughs> Fuck yeah! This is totally not gay! No, uh, uh, oh, wait. <sighs> Ow! Did you just hit me with that fucking book? Oh no. My, but my craft dinner! Where are we? Could it be? The prophecy. It's true. No! Welcome to the new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian. And I'm Nick. And we're your co-hosts. So we normally talk about horror movies here, but wow. Really? I had no idea. You know what's really scary? You're going to mess up my scripted bit. Check your mailbox, Hillsborough County listeners. How about those ballots? No. No, hold on. I, I wrote it all down. How about those property appraisers, huh? And those District 13 Judicial Circuit state attorneys? Man. And don't get me started on the on the soil and water conservation district group four picks. Whoa. I don't. How do you? Oh, I'm trying something new here. So. No. It, well, I think we need to I'm give it a vibing. chance. We need to give the character a chance. And then the audience might really get attached to it. So here's my thinking. Uh, I, I read this great blog post that was written by a 15 year old mm. about how to be a successful podcaster. And I think we could use a bit more of that. So I'm trying it out. One of his recommendations was to be a bit more vulnerable and relatable and not to be scared to voice your opinions. So I think maybe the best thing to do, especially these days, is to voice our political stances with vigor and, and to bring them into occasions where Brian. they may otherwise be seen as irrelevant. So I think throughout no. the rest of this, uh, of our podcast, I want to start chiming in about 
county politics, and I think I can find a way I to make that like work. I feel like you're fucking with me. Are you fucking with me right now? Because I like you're fucking with me right now. I don't appreciate <laughs> Wait, it. You to abandon the character for a moment. Why would I talk about county politics on our horror movie podcast? I'm gonna do it, but why would I reasonably try to? <laughs> Brian, for for the life of me, I don't understand people. Look, all right, I don't. I I know what's really going on here. You're upset because I took your inaccurate synopsis slot. All right, so I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll compromise. I'm going to play. I'm going to do my my new idea to be a better podcaster, and I will let you move us right onto your inaccurate synopsis. Is that fair? Totally. Okay. Okay, we're good to go. Let's do this. I'm excited. I'm a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are covering the 1987 Evil Dead 2, better known as Dead by Dawn, where Ash Williams, a.k.a. Bruce Campbell, takes his new girlfriend with the same name as the previous one to a familiar <laughs> cabin in the woods. They get into a domestic dispute resulting in Ash cutting his own hand off. Join Bruce Campbell in this thrilling and wacky remake disguised as a sequel featuring a naked dance in the moonlight, demons filled with Nickelodeon gack, a father's force ghost giving important exposition, mm. and laughing furniture. Yes. Nick, was that the whole synopsis? That's the whole synopsis. It's fucking over. That was all true. That was real. Did we find a movie that you can't misrepresent because it's already so wild? Did you know that when you were writing it? <laughs> I think I was really high when I when I did this. Uh, wow, I'm ex- I think we found penises. a movie that oh, is a oh, material I to form. Oh, I forgot to add penises. Oh wait, to to the mix. Oh, and okay. So maybe I spoke a bit my, too soon. And my childish, inept humor. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I know you want to play here, but I have to to push uh, yeah, you yeah. along into the guts of the film. Uh-huh. Right. So we're. I'm pulling you out, kicking or no, screaming no, or both. We're, let's I'm, get into I'm the guts of the out. film. You're not, you're not pulling Cue, anything. You're walking out. Yeah. All right. Cue guts of the film. Goodbye. <laughs> and a sound effect of Nick defiantly walking out of the room. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. I don't know about you, but compared to the first movie, I kind of feel like... The pace of this one is kind of off. Like it, it feels like we're we're jumping from one segment to <laughs> another, and uh, I didn't necessarily enjoy it as much as the first film. Interesting. Okay. The thing that kind of tears me apart about saying that I didn't necessarily enjoy this film as as much as the first one is that we get. A titular character that everybody loves, uh, our wisecracking Ash Williams, who becomes the Deadite Slayer. I'm going to dwell on what you said earlier about pacing issues. The only problem I had with this entire movie is the fact that the first few minutes of it felt entirely meandering and, and unremarkable. And then the movie kicks off. I am in. I am convinced. Mm-hmm. I am convinced that this is the superior version of Evil Dead. I am. I bought into this movie so much. It had the the humor was more direct this time rather than being kind of incidental. The effects they upped them. The storyline made a 
was, uh, I guess, fleshed out a bit more. We got more of the strongest parts of the movie, which is the humor, the satire. I mean, Bruce Campbell and like they just they just distilled the best parts of the first film and made a more competent movie about them. And every time I felt like, oh, man, this is kind of charming and fun because it's, it's a low budget movie without principle. And then I'm like, no, it isn't. It's a masterful movie. There are camera shots in this in this movie that blew me away. And one esteemed film critic who I'm going to be talking about in our voices section said it was a masterpiece sequence, that there are, there are bits in this movie that are masterful. Mm-hmm. This is coming from the same group of people who hated the first one. I am... I was so surprised with this. I think this is a sequel I like more than the original. It had all the charm. It just was a more seamless journey. Right. And I, I, I'm like, I, I will break it down more as we go along. But man, this, this film was sharp. Everything felt fine-tuned. But my only pacing issues were with that beginning recap sequence. The rest of the film, I thought, worked really well. And I really love this idea that the first movie happened and then poor Ash didn't get a break and was immediately thrown in to the far crazier higher stakes second movie. That's that's a great right. angle. I think I think that some of the encounters uh, that Ash has to endure is something that I've I came to realize that I actually enjoyed. That th- those are some of the positives that I can take out from from the negatives. So like when Ash has to go head to head or more hand to hand ah. with uh, his recently turned uh, dead eye and um, you you can appreciate some of the slapsticky moments in those scenes. Oh, I thought that whole sequence was a joy. That was wonderful. Like the writing was so good. The noises that the Deadite hand was making, I thought were adorable. And I was just like, oh, yeah. it's it's so it's it's cute, but it's not, and it's it's vulgar. It's like flipping Ash off, and Ash is like, oh, you little mm-hmm. shit. Th- this movie isn't necessarily my favorite, and it, it sucks to say that because I enjoy Evil Dead. Overall, I enjoy the TV show, and uh, as we were preparing for uh, this episode currently, I was actually watching Ash vs. Evil Dead, and I'm already on season three, and uh, it kind of sucks that they canceled the show. But overall, what we got in this film is is meant to be, like, it. it was made with the intentions of having a sequel and and then that happened and then years later we get a tv show expanding on the lore of the sumerians uh or not the sumerians but the the kandarian uh demons and um more so ash as a character this dumb lovable hero who's the chosen one like we're we're so fucked like our our hero our <laughs> the savior of humanity itself is a jackass i feel like in in the second movie that didn't come across to me yet maybe his character hasn't been developed to that point where now you're aware of him mm. what was so interesting is that uh in the first evil dead i mean bruce campbell was really a highlight of that movie because his acting was just so bizarre in this movie he so consciously turned it up. 
there are, there are I've never seen so many facial expressions made in such a short period of time. <laughs> a minor event would be happening and every single like part of his body would move in some dramatic way and it all worked. Like every sequence in this film had a punchline somewhere. There's a brilliant sequence where the 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 evil entities whooshing through the forest invincibly, breaking down doors and then Ash hides somewhere and it can't find him. And it just looks left and right and then just essentially shrugs and recedes back into the woods. That was a joke somebody wrote into the script and it didn't have any dialogue mm-hmm. and it came through. This is masterfully written. I mean, so much of it was on point. I'm so thrilled with it. It, it, feels, like, it feels like the perfect way to respectfully make a film that's bigger, funnier, more B-movie-ish. And puts way more of the kind of the the spotlight on the star from the first film. And just watching Bruce Campbell have to come up with inventive ways to react to his hand coming off. And it was an absolute joy. This this film felt exactly like everything I loved about the first one plus some. Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? <laughs> So you're uh, more into the Evil Dead fandom probably than I am, or at least you're more in the know than I am. I'm kind of new to this. How, I, I think I saw somewhere Bruce Campbell said the second one was his favorite. How, is that a common opinion? Mm-hmm. Or is there a lot of people, or are there a lot of people who are kind of partial to the first one? Hmm, that's, I don't necessarily, uh, like, I, I'm a fan of the movies and, um, like if if I see like oh Evil Dead memorabilia I'll I'll fucking collect it, but I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm I'm within the the parameter of evil like the Evil Dead fandom so I don't really um, what's the word uh, mingle I don't I don't I don't mingle with uh, with other people so when it when it comes to uh, which which film is better uh in the fan base i i I can't really say uh which one's more preferable for me i enjoy army of darkness a lot more than i enjoyed uh uh, evil dead 2 and i kind of enjoyed evil dead more than i enjoyed evil dead 2 as well so there's that so there's there's that whole like I I think that a lot of people do enjoy Evil Dead too. That's what I'm. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, but it is the film that kicked off the uh, Ash Williams hero, uh, Deadite Slayer character uh, that we all know and love. Um, right. As a wrap up, it's safe to say that this film has has really spawned a, a, a dynasty of cult horror fandom. And I think that's so interesting because sure. it's not it's not unlike District 14 Congressional House candidate Kathy Castor, who came from a political dynasty. Brian. Am I right? Right? I mean, she collected a salary of over $2 million, having only sponsored two bills, I'm gonna, which I'm, became law. I'm going to take... I, she's I'm, the daughter no, of Betty Castor, stop. okay? Stop it. That's the, stop the, the, the county stop commissioner. Stop she it. was the president of my alma mater. So Turn here we off. are, right, with this, this dynasty. Stop it. Coming in into my no, county. Stop. Brian, seriously, stop. No more political talk. 
actually, not on I think, this podcast. I think Kathy is the clear pick now that I'm actually, actually thinking. Fucking cool. God. So yeah, my, I think my, my main point is that it's a great film. And I think that the dynasty, the cult horror fandom is a powerful thing. And I think we can just kind of put a bow tie on that argument right there and, and, and move along. Thank you for entertaining. I feel good. I think those tips really worked. And I think that uh, that 15-year-old blogger really knew what he was talking about. I feel great. Red-blooded no, American over here, I right? I, I know you're fucking with me. I know you're, I, you're fucking around, look, man, but I don't I have, agree with it. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I think this film was in so many ways just a, 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 an improvement on the first one. It just the, the humor was sharper. Like, I feel like the Evil Dead was funny in, like, a circumstantial way, but this one was, like, literally physical sequences in the movie had a punchline. That's mm. so good. That's hard to do. The writing was so brilliant. Um, and, and some of the, even the camera work was just so unprincipled. Like, it breaks all film conventions, and it's so refreshing. Because you'll see a, a normal, like, cinema-style shot, and then out of nowhere you'll get these first-person first sequences. And then they'll just, like spin the camera around and blow the resolution up so all their faces just get like like um stretches people's faces they just do that just to do it that's so cool it's refreshing it's so cool to see like the uh just open-ended camera work that works so well it's such a natural fit with what this movie is so i think this is kind of a weird statement but i'm just gonna make it anyways um i felt no connection to any of the new characters that were brought on into this nightmare of a world i kind of felt i felt more connection to the original cast than i did to to this cast i'm not sure i ever felt anything for either one of them i kind of felt right that's why that's why i said it's a weird statement to make i guess in in the perspective of ash he's not connected to any of them whatsoever only circumstantial is he connected but uh in the first movie it was oh it's his friends it's his girlfriend and uh his sister um and there there's a uh clear like connection there i i guess uh I i would say with um, uh, who is this character Annie? This is this is the daughter of the guy on the videotape you're talking about. Uh, Professor Nobi's daughter. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really care about any of those characters, and you know the only thing I was thinking when I when I heard Annie, I'm cutting. The only thought that went through my mind, Nick, was Anne, Andrea Tavis Smith, the second district court. Oh, oh, she's in the second district appellate court. Should I'm she be retained in office, this. overseeing you know. murder trials despite a possible, despite a possible lack of criminal uh, of criminal experience? Yikes, man! I'm cutting all of this out. I hope you know that. <laughs> I hope. No, I really thought. I think Andy's character was really interesting, and it did remind me a great deal of of um, the, the the sanctity of the courtroom. Okay, keep that silence then. So, the characters didn't mesh with me. <laughs> I think we should talk about the movie and not uh, get sidetracked. Um, there is a blogger on the internet who disagrees with you. And I think I need to get you two to link up and, and talk a bit. Is he 15? He might 
he might be 15. Yeah. You, please, please, I'm getting stressed the fuck out. I'm literally, like, stressing out. <laughs> this is not okay. So how about that okay. scene when when Bruce, what does he do, man? This is Ash. Are you, are you, it's an iconic scene. Are you <laughs> fucking serious? You watched the movie, didn't you? So I'll tell you what happened, regardless. <laughs> He chops his fucking hand off with a chainsaw, man. The most iconic scene. That was great. Fucking. <laughs> he chops his hand off with a chainsaw. <laughs> he chops his hand with a goddamn chainsaw. And he he just becomes the badass um, that we all know and love today. And, um. Alright. So. Some of the artistic choices uh, that were made in this film uh such as the house having a faded evil face saying join us and professor novi's fucking force ghost appearing out of nowhere to give overdrawn exposition on what to do in order to defeat evil is kind of just downright perplexing to me and i i don't necessarily agree with it i think that some of that stuff could have just been cut out it especially uh especially ash turning into a deadite more than once only for him to come back uh as a human like oh the 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 sun turned me back which only ever happens once, and they, they made that statement in Ash vs. the Evil Dead. And then twice when... Uh, and then he turns human twice again because of the stupid fucking pendant that he gives uh, Linda. Um, yeah. Because of the power of love. So, I, I aren't do you, have to say... Aren't you so. feeling the Shakespearean like passion okay. within this film Brian, holding the skull yeah <laughs> to to, to kill or not to kill that is the question <laughs> i i like the first time that or do you have a skull too do we both have them on our there we go <laughs> i i feel um the first time we saw ash get turned into to uh a de- deadite i was all for it man i like he was in the mud and he turned it to the first time. I thought, okay, there are actually stakes. Like, now we know that at the at the end, quote-unquote, of the first film, or the recap of the first film, when he got, when he screamed, he got hit and turned into one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a big, that's an actual important plot point. And then it, and then I like the idea that there are actually stakes that he could be transformed. I do wonder if it were redundant for it to keep happening. But, well, one, it's redundant. Two, it kind of... I don't even know why I'm trying to make sense of this. It's fucking Evil Dead. But the son turning him back uh, to uh, to normal doesn't make sense. Besides the the, the the fact that, okay, there are stakes now. There is no real purpose for it to be there. Especially having it happen more than once. I feel right. it's kind of ridiculous. If you want to make like here here are the stakes. Have him 
get even more injured than before and uh the jaws of death are closing in and oh god is this the end no obviously not but still i I feel like there's some things that could have just been done better or left out especially the fucking force ghost like you use the use the pages and read the incantations luke use the force i guess it's so interesting i I really didn't expect to have such a negative uh, reaction to this movie like so few things stuck out to me because i i was watching a movie where anything goes and there was a point where i resigned myself to that creative freedom and it was just like yeah all right whatever and i enjoyed it but i wonder if i, I rewatched f- the movie a few times if there would be some like belabored points that are like all right move on i will say right now and i don't mean to cut you off but i have to make this point i think that the slapstick comedy is done so much better uh with army of darkness and um rewatching evil dead 2 didn't necessarily do it for me like i didn't find myself laughing all that much i was just i was sitting there and i was just watching a movie i don't know i'm being very harsh on this movie i know i know it sounds i know it kind of it kind of it kind of sounds like i hate this movie but i don't i don't necessarily hate it but i don't overall like it um I try to take into consideration, uh, like they 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 put in a lot of money and they they enjoyed making these films, um, so sitting down and like trying to pick these movies apart, it, it's like I I should I should enjoy I should just enjoy it for what it is. I will not say that. I fucking hated this movie because hate is a strong word and so is fucking. So so are those two words combined together. The, those are very strong words to uh, label Evil Dead 2. I will just say that I didn't enjoy it as much as the first and third film. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, easily, so far easily my favorite of the two we've watched. I really want to see Army of Darkness because if it keeps this trend going of just smarter writing leaning more consciously into the b-movie elements i'm all there i'm all there it's time to get to the eulogy ashes to ashes dust to dust may god be with this young man's soul and be rod lane rest in peace oh 1987 evil dead 2 though you may have a lot of issues You weren't that bad of a film. Very odd and... Made some questionable choices, but... We'll go nowhere near those uh, choices. Uh, (laughs) To call you a sequel... Is a little confusing. And to call you a requel is even more confusing, because that's not even a word. Um, let's just, uh, go ahead and dismember your corpse and bury you with a crude, um, a crude cross and, uh, or a crude makeshift cross 
and the head of my ex-girlfriend. Interesting. Interesting touch there. I, I don't think uh, I want to elaborate that. That might be a conversation for after uh, we're done recording this for the public. Okay, so it is time to lay Evil Dead 2 to rest. I loved it. It was great. Uh, it, 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 it easily going to hit my top 15 horror films of all time. I thought it was a fantastic, masterful movie. And, I mean, the only thing I can do, I think it's a good idea. We can't just bury it. We know what happens. Other, it'll, it'll start dancing right in the moonlight. So we have to dismember it. I think you're right. So we'll dismember it, but only after I bury it with an album, including songs with uh, titles from Evil Dead 2 quotes. So this would include classics like, Baby, I Ain't Holding Your Hand. I like that one. You I know what that, that was reminds well done. me of? It reminds You're me gonna of... cut off my bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. What does it remind you of? <laughs> uh, the book when when he when he cuts off his hand and he puts the, the the pot like the trash can over the hand and he puts a book on top of it and it says. Um... Oh, that's one of my song names. <laughs> Man, you derailed that one. No, go for it. I'm sorry. The next song, this is like an old, in, in, the, in the tune of like an old crooner song title. We're not fine, parentheses, we just chopped up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. I think that one was pretty good. Next one, a farewell to arms or a Kandarian incantation. Oh wait, man, I'm ruining my bit. That was supposed to be Kandarian incantation blues. There goes our sponsors. That's why we don't have them. <laughs> that must be why. I, man, some type of... Okay, that makes sense now. All right. Uh, also, bonus instrumental track of Inanimate Objects laughing in unison. We need to have that in there. And also, Ash's hit love song, Can't Know Evil, with your trinket in my hands. That fucking trinket. Proud of that one. I swear to God. Okay. And my second item, uh, I, I guess I'll also have to bury and dismember Evil Dead 2 with... What's this? Could I be reading my, my notes correctly? My, my faith in democracy. Throw that in there. <laughs> I guess. I'll keep that part in. But everything. Voices from the other side. <laughs> well, sometimes. That is better. That is better. Oh God, I'm getting something <laughs> yet again. What what could this be? Could this be voices, <laughs> or could this be IMDb? And we're doing a little something a little different than I am used to doing. Whoa! And um, we're doing a ten out of ten star uh, for this first um, voice. It is uh, by GM. Hutchkins 7. This was published in January the 9th of 2001. It is titled An Electrifying Roller Coaster Ride of a Movie. This film is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the finest, most imaginative comedy horror films ever made. Raimi has put all the aspects of the film together in a masterful fashion. The camera work and sound effects are pulsating and the time is perfection and in bruce campbell the film as a lead actor who gives an exceptional performance campbell plays 
Ash, an everyday supermarket attendant who suddenly finds himself thrown into the unusual situation of having to defend himself against zombies, evil spirits, and even his own possessed hand, just in order to survive the night. I laughed, I gasped, and I gripped the arm of my chair throughout. If you like your comedies, black and hilarious, and your horror, gory and sensational, then look no further. Raimi has created the definitive comedy horror. Fantastic. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it, it veered into, in my opinion, some hyperbole, but I think this was a actually really well-crafted movie. Like, I think it was very self-aware, and it had a higher level of, of, of satire and, and just good writing, good acting, good practical effects. I'm all for it. I, 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 this might be the, one of the few times that I, I kind of agree with our voices from the other side. What are your thoughts on that, on his review? I can, I can see why he, he loves the film so much. Uh, I believe he is a super fan of Evil Dead because he mentions that uh, Ash is a supermarket employee. Uh, and that... It, yeah, which we didn't. Which, I don't know yet. In yeah, first two which isn't established until Army of Darkness. So, okay. um, yeah, I think a, a lot of the, a lot of the statements are more more of a uh, what's what's the word called when when you have when you have an opinion a, a bi- he, it's a biased opinion. That's that's right. So his his opinion is more, uh, like, fan based biased than uh, looking at it at, from from a, uh, f- a film perspective, I guess. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. So I I have uh, I'm kind of mining at some actual film critic reviews like like i was doing with the thing so most of these critic reviews are very different from what we got with the first evil dead which is really interesting i really couldn't find negative reactions to this movie beyond just kind of like alarmist angry ones about like satanic panic style violence and horror films will corrupt our youth that type of stuff it's like this is new york times keep in mind this is this is the same publication that had that um, horrible, angry review for The Thing that we read with with Corey the other day. New York Times, this is Karen James in 1987 upon release. Think of Mr. Raimi, the director and co-writer, as a demented mo, masterminding the scenario that turns a severed head and a chopped off hand into a slapstick prop. Bruce Campbell, the star and co-producer, plays a resilient hero, Ash, whose body becomes a comic battlefield. When spirits possess his right hand, his hand attacks his head, he's curly, forever slapping himself in the face. And Raimi's camera, like an overshadowed Larry, often takes on the disembodied life of its own, racing through the woods to give us the spirit's point of view. Highbrow it isn't, but Evil Dead 2 is one of the goofiest, goriest movies on this side of the grave. But Evil Dead 2 doesn't sustain its crackpot wit. The effects that produce spectacular, slimy-faced demons can become jarring, set across its other set pieces. The girlfriend's headless body dance in a lengthy, a lengthy scene 
that displays more of a look-what-I-can-do amateurism. And near the end, the film abandons comedy altogether, going for geysers of blood and constant shrieks. After we settled into a world where the monster's green blood tells us not to be scared, it's too late for Mr. Raimi to pull out the comic carpet from under us and create some tension. Evil Dead 2 opens today at Movie Land and other theories. In other theaters, uh, it's genuine, bizarre proof of, of Sam Raimi's talent in developing skill, but it is definitely not for the squeamish. Its ideal audience would be full of Three Stooges fans with streaks of grotesque humor. I like this review. I feel like it's really even-handed. Someone actually acknowledged that this is a, a B-movie satire with an artistic tilt and then said, but some elements didn't work. I think that's a pretty level-headed review. What, what's your response to it? I think that's that's more of what I was trying to get at, um, but better said. <laughs> better, uh, better, better said. But I can, I can definitely see the, uh, the Three Stooges influence, if there yeah. was any. Um, you said highbrow, and uh, that, that immediately made me uh, think of his unibrow is gone <laughs> but halfway into the film he he so he loses the unibrow and he has obtained the blood brow which is ah. a blood u, bloody unibrow there's just blood in the middle of his eyebrow so i i i figured that was kind of funny not really <laughs> just weird the blood of brow let's make that a thing everybody why not um bruce campbell's blood of brow and his looks are still still charming as ever uh, i, I want to see as we go on what hollywood will do to him will, 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 will the, the the goofy amiable we... evil dead one guy end up like this like ripped hollywood star and so, because his character is supposed to be so kind of like an everyman, and I wonder how more heroic he'll look as the movies go on. I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. So, he becomes pretty fucking heroic. Really? <laughs> not well, not necessarily. He's more of a jackass in okay. Army of Darkness. More uh, like self-serving, thinks of himself only, hmm. and uh, he's ripped. But in the show, it's 30 years later, and he's old, and he's still a jackass. <laughs> but it's it, it's good. It, like, you definitely have to watch it. I have something sort of special uh, that I pulled up in in preparation for this episode. Okay. In, pre- in preparation for this film, I found an article from the denofgeek.com and I was kind of wondering why the fuck does any of this make sense like uh, in comparison from the first film to the next film how do these films connect and why why do not do I not see the connection so it is titled Evil Dead Timeline Explained by yours truly Bruce motherfucking Campbell um, the motherfucking is just an ad lib that I <laughs> added on to to the title. Once and for all, Ash himself, Bruce Campbell, explains the continuity issues between or the continuity issues between Evil Dead 
Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. Ever wonder why Ash was dumb enough to go back to the cabin a second time in Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, after the events of Evil Dead? Or why the ending of Evil Dead 2 doesn't quite line up with the beginning of Army of Darkness? Well, Ashley J. Williams himself, Bruce Campbell, has all the answers for you. Back in 2013, a video streaming service known as Yeah! Uh, exclamation point. <laughs> which is sadly no longer available, <laughs> launched, launched an extras-laden digital version of Evil Dead 2 that was positively full of Bruce Campbell interviews, where the big guy told some hilarious stories about the production and even cleared up those long-standing continuity issues. While it was still in operation, the good folks at Yeah! were kind enough to grant us this exclusive clip from their Evil Dead 2 special features, where Bruce Campbell straightens all of those lingering continuity questions out for the fans. People think, okay, in quotation marks, uh, people think that Ash was stupid enough to go back into the cabin with a new group of friends, Mr. Campbell said, but it was actually rights issues that brought all this about. We didn't, we didn't own the rights to our own movie, which is the most ridiculous thing ever, he explained. <laughs> so we just shot a recap with different actors as though that was the recap of the first movie. Uh, but people thought, he's coming back to the same cabin with these new people? As to whether Evil Dead 2 is a remake or a sequel, it's a requel. It's whatever you want to call it. And of course, the problems don't stop with Evil Dead 2, because Army of Darkness ran into similar problems with rights and the, necessarily, uh, the necessary recap sequences. The questions about how all three Evil Dead movies fit together, or if they fit together at all, has always been a point of... All of a sudden, I'm stumped on this word. I should Could it not be, be contention? Contention. Thank you. You're good. <laughs> it's like it's it's like you're looking through my eyeballs. Um, contention among deadites. And here, Mr. Campbell suggests a potential supercut of all three films that might just clear things up once and for all. Maybe we just might have to try it. Interesting. Um, so I would love, I would love to uh, to see a supercut of all three films just melded together um, to make things make a little bit more sense. But uh, I don't know. It, it it is what it is. We got Ash versus uh, the Evil Dead, and although that show was canceled after three fucking seasons and makes me really upset that we're not uh, getting a continuation of that um, we got what we got and I'm not really going to complain about it Yeah. Um, you can just chalk it up to time travel because they do it multiple uh, times time travel do you, do you think that's how District 14 Congressional Representative Christine Quinn Got on the ballot? Are you seriously, Brian? Brian, my 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 boy, Brian. 
Where did she come from? Am I right, guys? For the love of God. For anyone who actually follows Hillsborough County politics, there's no reason most of these people would. I'm, I'm, I'm taking opposition candidates and, and saying mean things about both of them. I take no political stance. This is a bit for a podcast. I do have stances. I just filled out my ballot, but that, that's between me and me and Dominique. <laughs> or should I say me and my country? My philosophy, my philosophy of life is end in a hailstorm of bullets because why not go out, go out like a Western badass. We did it. Evil Dead 2. I, I loved it. it it's going to make its way somehow in my probably top 15 horror movie list if I ever compile it. It might have a spot. This is an absolute gem. I was so stunned. I'm normally so critical. I was trying to not like parts of this movie, and I was just like, no, it's solid. So much of this was well-crafted. I'm happy I watched it, and I'm look, I look forward to seeing if Army of Darkness will top it for me. I'm sorry if I disappointed anybody who's listening to us right now. Um... I just, I didn't really vibe with this movie all that much. Yeah, that's uh, right. It's it just, it is what it is. And I appreciate Army of, uh, I appreciate Evil Dead 2 with what it created for the future uh, as Ash as a character. Uh, so there's that. Also, don't, whoever... Whoever bought that fucking furniture, like, needs to take it back. I think they, I think they went to IKEA, and uh, they got some duds for furniture. <laughs> it's some some really bad furniture, I guess. Is this is this a, a, a joke about IKEA furniture quality being so low that it may come to life and laugh at you? Yes, it, I it, like it, this. It laughs at it, it laughs at you. Because you wasted your fucking money on on garbage. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let, let my me, friend, my friend. Let me wait until you that. furnish a house, and then you'll come back and talk to me about IKEA. I, I was gonna <laughs> IKEA is the only I thing that'll say, keep food let me on the table. <laughs> instead of IKEA, I was gonna say Walmart furniture because I've <laughs> furnished my shit with Walmart furniture before, and it yeah. falls apart quickly. Mm-hmm. So. So Walmart furniture will not keep food on the table. It will actually, like, you put a plate on the table and it just comes tumbling down like a tower. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Jenga. There we go. To be fair, IKEA furniture isn't that great. So thank you guys so much for joining us on this epi- uh, this brand new episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. If you enjoyed what you were hearing you can find us on spotify you can find us on practically any streaming uh streaming service that you can find us on and we also have a twitter account we have an instagram account and we have a facebook page all under the black lagoon network um and we also have a twitch account where yours truly plays video games more specifically horror video games uh if you want to come and hang out with me uh the more the merrier other than that thank you guys for joining us and we will see you guys in the next episode terrorize the world